0: Hey YouTube, this is George Clooney, friend of Tom. As some of you may know, from multiple strokes back in 2019 that pretty much destroyed his speech. And so to do this YouTube thing, which he enjoys tremendously, he uses a robot voice. So please, be understanding and enjoy the show. And as always, drop a comment, leave a like, and if it pleases you, and share these videos right tom there you go the message to you would be to keep going until you get your voice back the following is an account of events that took place in my life during the year 1988 the things you are about to read are my real experiences i urge anyone reading this to please pass it on to others the message is quite urgent as you will soon learn at the time i was 23 years old and like many other guys who grew up to see the first man land on the moon I had always been fascinated with space flight and the possibility of other life existing in the universe. I grew up being very interested in science and technology and had recently graduated college with a BS in computer science. I am now currently self-employed and develop custom computer software for diverse applications. I had never used or experimented with any kind of drug and had only consumed alcohol on occasion. In February of 1988, I came across a movie on network television. The movie claimed that some unidentified flying objects were machines being flown by creatures from other planets. These claims were backed up by fascinating photographs, home movies and actual witnesses that were thought to have been abducted by these aliens. These witnesses were convinced that they had undergone some kind of medical examination on board an alien spaceship. These examinations were conducted by small beings with large heads, big black eyes and grey skin. Many of these witnesses were left with scars on their bodies and remember some kind of surgery involving a small device being placed into their brain by way of a passage created by a needle forced up into their nasal cavity. I thought these claims were ridiculous. All the witnesses were from east middle of nowhere and didn't seem to be too very convincing. The next segment of this nationwide movie began to speak of the unusual events occurring in a region known as the Hudson Valley in New York State. The narrator spoke of over 10,000 witnesses to a UFO observed over the area in 1983 and several thousand more since then. There were skeptics who said that the sightings were nothing more than small planes flying in formation. However, very reliable witnesses such as police officers and pilots insisted that the objects were very large, performed incredible maneuvers and made no noise. Home videos were even taken of the UFO by a couple who lived in Putnam County. At that point I was ready to believe in little gray beings from outer space. Very reputable people in my area had seen this object and I wanted to know more. I wanted my curiosity satisfied by becoming a witness to this unexplained phenomenon. In the next several weeks I became extremely interested in UFOs and began to watch the skies whenever I was outdoors. I learned of a local hotline run by investigators where a person could call up and hear their actual neighbors speaking of their encounters. I spoke of these events with friends and family and as the days went on my curiosity grew. It was now well into February. On one Sunday night, a friend of mine who lives in North Salem invited me over to watch television. As I drove to his house I had an eerie feeling like something was in the woods watching me. Once I arrived I had one beer as a social gesture but stopped at that knowing that I had to drive home. After a few hours even though it was still early, something told me to leave. I started on my way along the winding roads of Route 116 near the Titicus Reservoir and was shocked as I looked up and saw a brilliant series of lights flying by. I stopped the car and watched them disappear over the treetops. I was sure this was not a plane, so I cautiously continued to drive on. As I looked over the moonlit reservoir, I noticed an object that began to come up and over my car. The manifestation was at treetop level, made no noise and was huge. I rolled down the car window and lifted my upper body through it. I saw a red dome underneath the object with little figures moving around inside. I was terrified. Suddenly, I began to feel very dizzy. My next recollection was that I was back in my car and I was driving home as if nothing had happened. What did happen? How did I get back in my car? Where was the UFO? When I arrived home, I noticed that it took me over 20 minutes longer than usual to get there and I didn't know why. I told my parents what happened, and they found it very hard to believe, but they knew that I wasn't a storyteller and they saw that I was shaking and looked frightened. I was afraid to sleep because when I did, I had dreams of being lifted into the UFO and being held down on a table inside. I contacted the UFO hotline and was told that this had happened to others and that they felt sure that I was abducted by aliens. According to them, a person's memory is erased in 98% of the abduction claims because of the trauma involved and the only way to bring back the missing time is through hypnosis. I agreed to this procedure and a hypnotist in New York City was recommended to me. She was a PhD and specialized in UFO abduction cases. The dreams continued for several months and I was afraid to go to sleep. The hypnotist was a very busy person and after the investigators met with me several times and verified that I was not lying, the meeting was set up. My cost was $100, and the visit lasted for over 3 hours. During that time, I was placed into a hypnotic trance and the session was recorded on audio tape for my records. The session revealed that I was taken aboard a UFO. I was placed on an operating table in a dark room with lots of buttons and lights on the walls. Three short gray beings with big heads and large black eyes paralyzed me. I couldn't move as they examined me and stared at me with those eyes. They communicated with me through ESP and assured me that I would be alright. They stuck a long needle up into my nose and broke through to my brain. I was reliving this under hypnosis and tears were running down my face. My nose was swollen, and I was terrified. Apparently, they implanted something into my brain. They told me that they would be coming back for me sometime in the future. I was beamed back into my car and was on my way. When I came out of the trance. The doctor told me that she had heard hundreds of similar stories and that I wasn't unique. She gave me hypnosis tapes to help me fall asleep and told me to keep in touch with her. She was an unusually nice lady but appeared to be in some kind of trance herself. She would often pause before speaking and gave me a big hug before I left. The next few months were quite traumatic. I felt like I was always being watched and had headaches all the time. I was told to expect these things because research had shown that the brain implant was a radio transmitter used for monitoring humans and that this would cause some discomfort. I started spending less time with my friends and more time reading books about other people who had similar abduction experiences. Some of these people noticed a uniform on the aliens that contained an armband with a symbol of a dragon or serpent on it. Others spoke of being cut and scarred by the aliens. There were even pictures of these scars in the books. I read about people being forced into having sex with the creatures. Several women claimed to have been impregnated by them only to have the fetus mysteriously disappear from the womb during a later abduction. It was thought that some kind of alien genetic crossbreeding experimentation was going on. Basically, there was nothing good to be said about these beings. They used humans against their free will which often led people to suicide because of the rape and torture that they believed they had suffered. I was scared felt helpless and was looking for others that had experienced the same things that I had. My parents told me to forget about my experience, and their friends who were born again Christians told me that these things were the works of Satan. At that time, I was a member of the Presbyterian Church. I felt that church was a place to go late at night on Christmas Eve to waste some time. The literature that I was reading told me that the pyramids were created by the aliens and that there was strong evidence indicating that Jesus Christ was also created by them. The devil to me was just some kind of made-up being enabling the churches to exist for monetary purposes. By now the summer was coming to an end and it was well into August. The Penny Saver magazine was running an ad which stated that a UFO discussion group was being set up for Westchester and Connecticut abduction cases. I was thrilled that I would finally be able to talk to others that were in my shoes and wasted no time in calling the listed phone number. I spoke with a lady in her mid-forties whose name was Jackie. Her husband had died, and her children were living on their own. Jackie was a loner and had met up with so-called Aliens many times since the age of 15. She spoke of having a very tough life and told me that she had been in a small plane crash. She was also hit by lightning and involved in a bad car accident which left her in a coma for several weeks and expected to die. She said that she didn't die because she saw an angel of light sending all sorts of energy to her while she was in a coma. She said that when she came out of the coma she was a different person and that even her daughter said that she wasn't her mother anymore. Jackie claimed that she often traveled out of her body to disaster areas such as planes about to crash and earthquakes in progress. She said that this was happening because she was being placed there to help the dying people get to the other side. She said that she had many areas of missing time in her life because of the aliens. She had even visited their planet and was asked to stay there with them but refused because she wanted to come back to Earth. Jackie believed that she had several past lives and told me that she felt that she knew me from the ancient civilization of Atlantis. She claimed that she was in contact with my mind through ESP and proved it to me many times. She said that she was a good witch but had the most evil witch laugh that I had ever heard. She claimed that God was some kind of energy in the form of a white light and that she used crystals along with this energy to perform healings on people. She had recently burned her leg with cooking oil and claimed that this power was the source behind the healing that was taking place in her wound. Our phone conversations went on for a period of about a week. During that time, I found myself on the phone at all hours of the day and night. I was often very confused because the conversations would seem to last for only minutes but, hours had gone by. We both decided that it was time to meet in person and felt that the reason for the meeting was linked to the UFOs. It was 11pm on a Sunday that our first meeting took place. Jackie was a very nice, relaxed person. We talked about her UFO experiences and she showed me her crystal collection. She said that we had to surround ourselves with the white light of God to protect ourselves from evil forces. We looked at some books and then she offered to do a crystal healing on me. I told her that I had a nervous stomach since birth and she decided that this would be a good place to start focusing the energy. She said a short prayer and held the crystal over the troubled spot. I felt warm there as she laid her hands on that spot and told me to relax. When she finished I felt better but something was not right. I looked at the clock and over three hours had gone by. When I asked her what had happened she didn't know either. We assumed that since it was a missing time incident and since we expected that our meeting would involve the aliens that we had somehow just been abducted. As we tried to make sense of the lost time, the room started spinning and Jackie passed out. While her eyes were closed, and she was unconscious, she began to speak. Her words were sophisticated, and her voice was very calm. I was told that she was being used as a channel for communications with beings from another world. These beings claimed that their spirits were inside her body and that they were controlling her. Their names were Fusjoya and N-A-T-A-S, and at the time I was unaware as to the meaning of the latter name when reversed. The so-called alien beings answered many scientific questions that I had about the universe. They spoke of their home planet being destroyed in a nuclear war and stated that they could not reproduce. Because of this they began crossbreeding with our species thousands of years ago and claimed that many Earth people were in fact their children. They told me that my mother had been abducted in her youth and that I was even one their children due to crossbreeding with her. They also said that they share the same God as we do and that the white light energy is throughout the universe. I was told that we were to meet again the following week in the same manner and that it was time for Jackie to regain control of her body. They asked me to use my own judgment in whom I would tell of these events and to let Jackie know of our conversation. I spent a few minutes watching Jackie's eyelids for any sign of movement. I was sure that this was just a joke and I was looking for some kind of proof. Her eyelids never moved and neither did she. After a short time, I decided to wake her up. She asked me what was going on and why I was looking at her funny. I told her of my conversation with the alien spirits and she referred to it as channeling. She said that her friends had channeled and that she had heard about it but had never done it before. She had no recall of the entire conversation and agreed that we should meet again next week as they requested. I departed from her house at daybreak. As I slept that morning I had a very strange dream. I saw an angel in a white robe floating over me throwing streams of electricity at me. I didn't see a face on this angel but was led to believe that it was an angel from heaven. When I woke up, I felt like my whole body had been charged up. I felt electricity flowing through me and was wide awake as if I had too much energy. I remembered that Jackie spoke of this energy having healing powers, so I went up and explained to my parents that I knew about crystals and how God works with them. My mother complained about a headache and backache, so I laid hands on her. Surrounded myself with the white light, and she was healed. By now, I realized that I had a gift, but I didn't know if it was from the aliens or from God. I continued to speak with Jackie on the phone during that week and noticed that she was reading my mind now more than ever. Before this incident, I needed 8 to 10 hours of sleep, but now I was sleeping no more than 2 hours on and off during a 24 hour period. This energy was keeping me all charged up and awake. I began to read UFO books that focused in on channeling and found that it was quite common. The books claim that everyone on Earth is constantly being bombarded by signals from space. These signals were messages for bettering ourselves and if we wanted to receive them, all we had to do was ask. We met again on the following Sunday. Jackie told me that a new family had just moved in next door. She said that they had two cute little kids that came and talked to her all the time. The kids loved her crystals and she gave each one of them their own. Apparently, the parents confronted her about the crystals. They asked her if she was involved with the occult but she assured them that it was the work of the energy of God. After other small talk it was back to business. Once again, the room started to spin but this time I saw a transparent head floating around in mid-air. When the head got close to me I noticed a frightening face that appeared to have the characteristics of a Greek statue. Suddenly, I was being spoken to again by the aliens channeled through Jackie. They informed me that the head I was seeing was a projection from their ship used to inform me of their presence. Because this sounded so incredible I wanted more proof. I asked to physically see the beings, but they said it could not be done at that time. I was suspicious, so they said, We came with the wind and we'll leave with the rain. With that, a huge gust of wind blew by and it began to pour down rain. This was some proof, but I still wanted to see a spaceship or one of them in person. Now they began to use prophecy to persuade me into believing. I was told that the Earth will face devastating catastrophes in the next ten years and that they were here to help us through them. They told me that Jackie and I, as well as many others, had ancestral roots from their world. They referred to us as their children and said that they were here to give us these powers to help us during the disasters ahead. They said that we were special and that they would not let their children die on earth. They guaranteed us that they would take us to safety in a starship. These beings were even able to project visions of these end-time events into Jackie's mind during these channeling sessions. They said that this was a time of spiritual growth and learning for both of us. In the next few weeks I began to fall deeper and deeper into the trap. I was so charged up with the energy that I didn't feel that sleeping or eating was necessary. My parents were very concerned and suspicious of the things that were going on. Their born again Christian friends were giving them all sorts of literature on the powers and deceitful ways of the devil. I was shown this material and pushed it away, claiming that it was absurd. I was constantly questioning the validity of the so called alien beings and was hoping that I would see the proof that I needed in the sessions to come. I was told during the channeling that I should allow myself to become the channel. But I didn't want to because of my uncertainty. They claimed that while I was asleep my spirit was on their ship being taught about the things that I would need to know in the future. They said that they were training me much faster than usual because I was special and very powerful. They had a job worked out for Jackie and I. We were to be their Earth representatives. Their plan was to channel information to us regarding the other individuals in our area that they were also interested in. We were to round up these individuals and tell them of their alien heritage. We were to start a so-called end-time crusade to prepare the masses for a full-scale alien landing. They would notify us of the time and place of the landing and we would all be instructed to gather there to be taken off to safety and to be reunited with our true relatives. We arranged for a meeting one night out by the reservoir, but as usual the aliens never showed up and again I had no proof. Jackie was very tuned into my mind and claimed that this was possible because she tapped into God's energy and received my thoughts through it. She always spoke of a distant healing being like this. This was a method of tapping into the energy through prayer and sending more of it to certain individuals in need. She did this for my stomach daily. One afternoon my hand got very hot as if it were burning. This normally happened at Jackie's house when I would be doing a healing on her, but that was 10 miles away. I called her up to ask what was happening. She told me that I was doing a distant healing on her leg. I didn't believe that until she told me to move my right hand in random patterns. I moved it in all sorts of confusing directions and to my surprise she somehow felt these movements on her leg and described them to me as they were happening. I constantly felt as if I were being watched and often saw the floating head even when I was not with Jackie. I continued to experiment with my new powers and read more literature on the crystals. According to the books, if a healer held the crystal or focused the energy on another person then that person could also obtain the powers. I asked a friend if he would let me experiment on him and he said yes. I held the stone over his head and prayed for the energy to flow through him. Suddenly, his eyes started fluttering and he began to fall. He stumbled into the other room pleading with me to take the crystal away. I stopped praying but he almost passed out anyway. He said that his whole body felt numb and that he was very dizzy. He needed to sit down and asked me to find out what had just happened. I called Jackie and she said that he was going through a rebirthing process and that he should cry if he felt like it. He was overwhelmed and scared. He left soon after and we rarely spoke again. He was very afraid of me and my newfound powers. I immediately told my parents about what had happened and tried the same thing on my mother, but it had no effect on her. My father and. The rest of the family were too scared to let me try it on them. In the coming weeks my parents had their born-again Christian friends over. They brought with them more literature and even a book called The Beautiful Side of Evil, by Joanna Michelson. They wanted me to read the book, but I felt that they were concerned about nothing. I had God like they did, they just didn't know his power. I left the living room and went back to my bedroom. A few hours later I went to the kitchen for a snack. My parents were still busy with their friends. I noticed the book sitting on the kitchen table. I took a quick peek, but I was embarrassed so I put it down. I did not want them to see me looking at it. I felt it showed that I was being weak or something. I couldn't resist picking it up again but this time I took it into the adjoining dining room. I started to read the 222-page book from the beginning. I was reading quickly so that no one would catch me. It seemed like only minutes had gone by yet I somehow managed to finish reading the entire book. No one came into the kitchen or dining room while I was in there. Looking back, I wonder how this was possible. Company was over for all the time and yet no one needed the kitchen? No snacks, drinks or ice were needed? How much time must have gone by while I read this huge book, yet no one came in or saw me. Didn't they wonder why I was in the kitchen for what seemed like hours? The result was that the book scared me a lot. I wondered if I was being deceived as the author was in her book. It was a true story and I felt like I needed to really start paying attention to what was happening to me. Since I was so new to this, Jackie invited me on a trip to Danville, Vermont to attend a dowsers convention to learn more about my powers. She said that it was a meeting of good witches and that it would be very educational. The aliens said that I should go and if nothing else use it as vacation time. Obviously, my parents said that they would like it if I did not go and recommended that I call up our minister to see if what was happening to me was God's work. I felt that I owed it to them, so I made the call. I explained the circumstances to the minister and told him about everything from the crystals to the angel in my dream. I even told him of the UFO abduction, but I purposely didn't tell him about the channeling. To my surprise he said that these things were all right and that they were indeed a gift from the Lord. He even said that he would speak to my parents if I wished. He told me not to tell others about these things because they wouldn't understand. My parents valued his opinion and didn't bother me anymore. After all, how could a nice lady like Jackie, who lets insects roam around in her home because they are living entities as we are, be involved in anything evil? By that time, I felt that I should contact my hypnotist and let her know about my abilities to heal and use the white light as an energy source. When I spoke with her, she sounded very comfortable with my situation and told me that I was gifted. She said that she also knew of the light and used it as part of her nightly meditation exercises. She told me that she had a similar experience with an angel, but it happened on a beach during an all-night New Age conference that she had attended. She said that she was approached by a light-skinned child with wings and that the child said that he was her son. My hypnotist did not have any young children and when she asked others if they saw the child they said no. She told me to listen to her hypnosis tapes and to live in love and light. I believe it was on a Tuesday that we left for Vermont and because of Jackie's bad leg I had to drive her car. My parents felt like they were never going to see me again. But I assured them that it would be alright. During the long drive into the country we discussed the UFOs. The aliens had told us that they were also going to be at the convention and that we should look for other people whose ancestral roots were not of this world. The drive was long and boring, and we didn't arrive until 3 or 4 AM. We were both very tired but as usual only needed a few hours of sleep. When we woke up we knew that it was going to be a busy day. I told Jackie that I didn't want to be a part of the convention and that she could teach me about what she learned later. I drove her up to a little town in northern Vermont. The buildings were very old but had been restored and one of the first things that I noticed was a church in the middle of the town green. Apparently her first meeting with these people would take place there. I was asked to go in with her and decided that a few minutes couldn't hurt. The people inside the church seemed unusual to me. I noticed that they were all in a very calm relaxed mood. Most of them were between middle and old age and they all seemed to be mesmerized or fascinated. The topic for that day was finding water by way of divining rods and using the energy of the light to gain knowledge. Each person was given a package that contained various shaped metal rods and a wooden pendulum. The instructor tried to give me one, but I refused, and he seemed upset. He started by instructing the class to hold these rods and to pray to the energy for answers. Suddenly, these rods were spinning around in circles. I looked around for magnetic sources but after inspecting one of the rods, I found out that it was plastic anyway. I also noticed that the hands holding these rods were not influencing their motion at all. Apparently if you pray to find water, gold or any other substance, the energy will cross the rods over the location on a map or at the actual site. What was happening was very real. All these people loved their powers, and many used them for personal financial gain. The instructor now asked everyone to hold up their wooden pendulums. This device was simply a rounded piece of lightweight wood with a small chain attached to it. Everyone held the chain leaving the wooden area free to swing around, and that it did. The disciples were told to ask the universal light a question. If the pendulum swung in a clockwise circular motion, then the answer was yes and counterclockwise meant no. Once again, I was astonished. I felt an energy force moving these devices in response to the questions. Verifiable things were asked such as agent height and they were answered correctly by the swinging movement of the devices. Everyone there had this ability and they all were told by the instructor never to abuse it. This was a gift and it was to be used to help others he said. The meeting ended, and everyone went outside looking for underground water mains with their new toys. I left Jackie there to learn more about these powers while I drove around the country on my own for the rest of the day. As the day progressed I became extremely bored and when I returned to pick Jackie up she asked if we could stay for the opening ceremonies. I agreed to this and once again found myself in a church. There were hundreds of people there and they were all in some kind of trance as I believe I was myself. The ceremony began with a prayer to the Lord by a priest. Everyone in the room blessed themselves in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost and the meeting continued, the instructors briefed the audience on the available seminars. Some had to do with crystals, others with past lives and yet others with dowsing. Jackie and I both noticed some kind of white spiritual mist over the people. This mist was very intense and what appeared to be ghosts were entering and leaving the bodies of many of the people there. All the participants had their dowsing packages with them and some were even practicing during the meeting. When the meeting was over we went back to the hotel room and Jackie decided to show me some of her instruments. She said that she had a great day and learned a lot. She even found out that the instructor engaged in channeling with alien beings as well. The instructor told Jackie that she was very powerful and different from the others. Jackie was in a good mood and started using the pendulum and the dowsing rods. I asked her if I could try them because I wanted to make sure that she wasn't moving the devices with her hands. I held the pendulum in my hand and it started to swing and spin. The piece of wood was spinning in a circle as if there were no gravity holding it down. I felt some kind of force tugging on the object and was amazed. I asked it questions that I would only know the answers to, and it answered them correctly. Now we each grabbed a pair of dowsing rods and started to play with them. They were spinning around at a good speed and it looked as if a bunch of windmills were in the middle of a hurricane. I was satisfied that this was not a trick and wanted to go to sleep, but Jackie wanted to try channeling the alien beings. Jackie got comfortable and attempted to contact the beings, but she was having a hard time. She tried for over an hour and then something started to happen. Her eyes were closed but something was not right. She started to move as if she were being pushed around in her sleep. It seemed like she was being beaten up. Suddenly, she shouted for me to wake her up. I was terrified and tried to wake her, but she wasn't responding. I slapped her in the face but still nothing happened. As a last resort I slapped her again, this time with a lot of force. She opened her eyes and all I could see were the whites of her eyes. She looked dead, so I continued to smack her hoping that she was okay. Her eyes closed again and as they opened she was alright. She told me that some negativity got to her because she hadn't put the white light shield around herself. She reached to her side in pain and there were black and blue marks along with burns in her skin. These marks were not there prior to the channeling attempt. Once again, she blamed herself for not putting up the spiritual shield of light for protection and we decided to forget the contact for that evening and go to sleep. On Thursday, as I was driving Jackie back to the convention. We saw a few horses standing behind a fence near the side of the road. I thought to myself, I wonder if these powers will work on animals? I stopped the car, we got out and went over to them. They were making the usual horse noises and kicking around a bit. I petted them while praying that they be filled with the light and made peaceful. It worked instantly. The horses entered some kind of trance state. They just stood there staring and not moving even a bit. They made no noise at all. It was like staring at a photo and very strange to experience. We left the horses to their newfound peace, I dropped Jackie off at the convention and then spent the rest of the day reading up on the power of crystals. I thought a lot about the night before and was disturbed by what had happened. After all, if this white light was really God then why did the evil forces get a hold of her? I began to really feel that the things that had been happening were of an evil nature, like the book I had read in my dining room pointed out. But I was trapped over six hours from home and had no way of escaping. Later, I picked Jackie up and once again she spoke of meeting other people that practiced channeling. She said that she also met people who claimed that they were not from Earth. She felt that it was once again time to attempt contacting the so-called aliens. She asked me if I was interested in being the channel, but I said no way because of what I had seen the previous night. Once again, she started to relax but found it difficult because of unknown forces in the room. Finally, Her voice sounded more sophisticated and I was told that I was speaking with the alien beings, but it wasn't really them. Some other being had started channeling through her and lying about who he was. The being was not one that we were familiar with and Jackie sensed this, so she woke up. By that time, I was really concerned but she assured me that the channeling would work. After another try, she made contact. Foosjoy and N.A.T.A.S. were very unhappy with me and said that I should be attending the conference and meeting others like myself. They said that I was resisting them and that I had to trust them. They complained and said that I should stop ignoring the little voices in my head because it was really them trying to guide me in the right direction. They claimed that their voices in my mind guided me to the specific books that I was reading about channeling. I was told that I had to laugh more often and let my inhibitions go away so that the other people at the convention would be drawn to me. I told them that I would attend the next session and said that I would like it if they were there to help me out. They agreed to this and Jackie woke up. Jackie's leg was still hurting and she asked me to do a healing on it. The healing that I am speaking of involved holding a crystal in one hand which was used to magnify the universal light energy being channeled through me and running the other hand over the area of pain. I had been doing this with her since I found out that I had this ability. My whole body would become electrified and hot and I could feel the energy flowing out of me and into her burn. The wound would start to ooze and begin to close more and more each time I would do this, but it didn't seem to be getting any better. We finished very late that night and it was time to get some sleep. The next morning after the usual two hours of sleep we were on our way, but something was different. Jackie seemed to be switching the channeling on and off involuntarily. I was told that by my request the aliens were there with me. Each time Jackie spoke, she denied having ever said anything. She requested that we go to a liquor store because her painkillers were not working, and the aliens suggested the use of alcohol as a remedy. We went to the store and she picked up a fifth of vodka, a bottle of vermouth, And a pair of sunglasses and we were on our way to the diner for lunch during the 15 minute drive she managed to mix the alcohol and finish a half a bottle of each her altered states of consciousness were now extremely confusing as we entered the diner jackie insisted on leaving the sunglasses on even though i told her that it was rude we placed our order and then she said that she didn't like what she had ordered however when the food came she ate it as if nothing were wrong Then she accused me of eating her pickle and stealing her fries because she didn't remember eating them just seconds earlier. She ordered me to smile but I refused and then started to laugh out of control. I had no reason to be laughing and everyone was looking at me, but I couldn't stop. I was unable to eat or drink and was very embarrassed. I asked her to stop whatever she was doing and then I was fine. When we left the diner, Jackie asked me when we were going to eat. I told her that we just came from lunch, but she didn't believe me because she didn't remember it. She continued to drink the alcohol as we drove over to Danville, but it didn't seem to be affecting her. She told me to be happy because others would be approaching me today. The ride seemed longer than usual and when we got there the vodka was gone. We went into the town hall and a lady selling crystals was there with a girl around my age helping her. I was told by the alien beings that I should have sex with the girl because she was also from the light. They said that sex with a person that was a part of the energy would be the best. This girl was really in a trance. She talked as if she were high on drugs and I wasn't interested in her. Suddenly, an older man approached us. He said that he knew that we would be there and that he was from our true origin planet. He claimed to have recently visited the planet and showed us a meteor that he brought back. He did a healing on Jackie, read her mind and seemed to be a real authority on channeling and alien beings. This man appeared to be a very gentle, kind and loving individual. As he departed it was as if he had disappeared. When we turned around there was no sign of him. We even looked out the windows and all over the building, but he was gone. An hour or two had gone by since her last drink and Jackie decided that it was time for another round. We left the building, and as we approached the car Jackie started physically pushing me around. She told me not to resist her touch and to let myself go. I questioned her intentions but rather than answering me, she started to cry and accused me of not caring about her. After having insisted that I did care, Jackie finally stopped crying and once again directed her attention to the bottle but it was empty. She picked up the pendulum and told me to drive. According to her, I was to make my turns correspond to the direction of the pendulum's movement. This whole idea was ridiculous, but I decided to humor her anyway, so I started to follow the prompts. As I was driving, I commented on Jackie's sunglasses. I insisted that they were not needed because it was starting to get dark out, but once again she refused to remove them because her eyes were hurting. After driving several miles and being led through many intersections, the pendulum stopped. I looked around the general area and to my surprise there was a liquor store right across the street. Jackie laughed at me, slammed the door and went for the liquor. She managed to prove to me that we could be led to a liquor store, but I couldn't understand why God would bring us to a place like that to solve her problems. When she returned to the car Jackie immediately starting drinking again. We decided that it would be a good time for dinner and that a restaurant back in Danville was a good place to eat. The 20-minute ride was becoming quite routine for me because I was being entertained by both Jackie and her channeled friends. As we approached the restaurant I was told where to park but it was out on the road and a bit far to walk. I wanted to park in the lot next to the restaurant, but the beings said that there were no spaces available. I did what I was told and when I saw the lot as we walked into the restaurant I noticed that it was full. Their comment to me was that the view from above comes in very handy in many instances. At this point nothing surprised me. All that I wanted was something to eat but of course the place was full, and we had to wait. I sat in the alcove and Jackie went to the bathroom claiming that she was sick and needed to throw up. As I waited for a table, I noticed an older couple looking over and smiling at me. They called me over and asked me how long I had been involved with dowsing and crystals. I said that I was new to the whole thing and knew very little. They were very nice people and I assumed that they were supposed to be there to meet me like the alien beings had said. Apparently, the lady was involved with crystals but the man said that he was there only to observe. He appeared to be a nice person and I took more of a liking to him than I did his wife. When Jackie returned, I was very excited about introducing her to the first people that picked me out as being of the light. She seemed to be avoiding me, so I called her over and introduced her to them. For some reason she was very angry with me and even rude to the couple. They had invited me over to their farm after dinner and in return for their hospitality I took it upon myself to invite them to dine with us. The couple and I sat down at the table but Jackie hesitated in coming over. She was still wearing the sunglasses even though we were in a low-lit restaurant and it was dark out. I thought that maybe she didn't see us sit down but then she came over. She sat in a rage and yelled at me in a very mean voice. She said that I had no right to put her in that situation. She said that the man at the table was evil and not from the energy that we were from. I didn't find him evil at all and in fact kind of liked the guy. I continued to treat him with respect and then Jackie raised her hand, pointed at me and with a twist of her finger sent a bolt of electricity into my hand. I was more than three feet away from her. The jolt hurt me, and she said that I deserved it for not listening to her about the man. She started to make witchcraft-like movements with her hands and arms and directed them at the gentleman while chanting out loud. At one point everyone in the restaurant looked over and I told her that she was making a fool of herself. I demanded that she stop these actions. I told her that I had never seen that side of her and that it looked evil to me. The gentleman replied by saying that there was a lot of evil in that area and that I should be careful. Jackie was furious with that remark and said that the area was full of the energy of God and that it was good. The man disagreed in disgust and the argument continued until I put a stop to it. Jackie told me that she was weak and that it was now my job to use the crystal and the energy to form a protective barrier around us. I felt the energy move through me like it never had before and sensed that the man was disgusted with me in doing so. His wife was being very quiet and seemed to side with Jackie even though it went against her husband. When dinner was over the couple abruptly got up and left. They never mentioned their invitation to the farm and the man never said goodbye, but the woman wished me well as she departed. Jackie was very angry with me and told me that I had put her in a bad situation. She said that the man was trying to steal away our powers and use them for evil. She told me to take her back to the hotel because she had to go to the bathroom. I told her that I thought the man was very nice but she said that evil will try and disguise itself as good and that i should learn the difference before i got hurt during the ride back to the hotel i felt very uncomfortable it was pitch black out and jackie still had those sunglasses on i told her to take them off but she refused she looked over at me and in a strange evil sounding voice said we are not of this time dimension i looked back at her and demanded that she take the sunglasses off because there was something wrong with her she hesitated so i pulled the car over and waited for her to do so suddenly She took them off and once again all I could see were the whites of her eyes. She demanded that I continue to drive because she was getting very angry. I did what I was told and once we were on the road I asked her to speak about God and Jesus. She avoided my request by constantly opening the windows and causing other disturbances. I asked her if she was evil but instead of answering, she asked me what I was. I told her not to play games with me and to answer the question, but she wouldn't. I felt that some evil power had somehow gotten a hold of her and that the only way to get her back was to speak of God. At that point I was so confused that I didn't know where God fit in. I didn't know if he was the energy that she spoke of or what, but I did know that I should threaten the evil with the name of God as I had seen in the movies. I told her that when we got back to the room that I would use all the energy in the name of God to force the evil out of her. She replied by saying it's a challenge in a wicked voice. I became extremely frightened and knew that if I took these beings up on their challenge that I might end up dead. I then knew that I had been deceived by some evil force. I felt that since I did not know where God fit into all of that, I might be inadvertently asking the evil energy for help instead of God. I decided it was too risky. I thought out my options and even though I was not a thief, I decided to try and steal her car to drive home to New York. I pulled up to a local pizza place and told her that there was a bathroom inside that she could use. I didn't think that she would remember that we were only a mile from the hotel and figured that while she was inside I would steal the car. As we pulled over she hesitated for a minute and then said to me in a wicked voice, Do not try and deceive me. I know your plan. She told me to drive or she would throw me out of the car. I hesitated for a moment and suddenly she reached over, grabbed my neck and attempted to choke me. I pushed her away and began to drive as she requested. By that time, I was out of ideas. Within moments we reached the hotel and she started to cry and beg for my forgiveness. I knew that was a trick and ordered her not to. Touch me. I said that I was going to get ice for her drinks. Jackie went into the bathroom in tears. By that time, I felt helpless but knew that I had to survive. I rushed over to the main office and told the nice old lady behind the front desk that my roommate was crazy. I told her of the Dowsers convention and the things that I had seen. I asked her to hide me from Jackie. She sensed how desperate I was and took me into her home in the back of the hotel. She said that she would try and contact a man of God and told me to take it easy. I was not more than 20 yards from the room that we were staying in. My luggage was there but I was willing to leave it behind because I didn't want a chance going back. I was afraid because I felt that Jackie would find me by reading my mind or tracking me down with her pendulum or something. I hid myself behind the couch, stayed away from the windows and remained very quiet and still. I made a collect call to my parents at 10.30pm and told them that they were right. I said that Jackie was very evil and that I had to get home because I was scared. My father told me to keep my mother posted on where I was. I gave him directions and he began his 7-hour drive to come and get me. The hotel owner put me in contact with the pastor of a Baptist church in Vermont. After he heard my story he told me that he would be right over. When the pastor arrived the things he said began to open my eyes. I had been deceived all the way back to the UFOs and now it was time for my life to change. The hotel owner insisted that we check up on Jackie because of the possible threat to her establishment. The pastor convinced me that I had to face her and that I had to get my luggage back. He said that she was possessed by demons and that the Lord's protection would be upon us. We went over to the room and found her passed out cold on the bed. I picked up my luggage and dropped all the crystals that she had given me on the bed. I wanted nothing to do with this lady or what she stood for. I just wanted to go home and start my life over. The pastor took me to his home and read to me from the Bible. I felt anger toward him and had violent thoughts. But i knew that he could help me and that the thoughts were not mine i prayed to the lord and asked that all my powers be taken away by him i repented out loud and repeated prayers said by the pastor i asked to be saved and to be taken from the hands of satan and his demons during that time i felt very sick to my stomach the pastor said that this was normal for what i had gone through and that i might even throw up and possibly start speaking with different voices i had seen the exorcist and felt like i was living it in jesus name The pastor demanded the names of any demons that may have been tormenting me, but none spoke up. By the power of the Lord Jesus Christ he commanded them to leave me. I managed not to throw up and my voice did not change, but somehow, I felt different. For the first time in weeks, even months, I felt down to earth. I was no longer floating around in a hypnotic trance. I felt the evil powers leave me and the gentle touch of the Lord Jesus Christ come upon me. I was born again. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I knew that a new life for me had just begun on Friday September 16, 1988. My father arrived in Vermont at around 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. I was on my way back to New York and a new life. It was gradually getting light out but not nearly as fast as the light of the Lord which had come upon me earlier that evening. I was tired and worn out and for the first time in many weeks had felt the effects of a lack of sleep. I was happy to be with my father but still very scared and insecure. The Vermont pastor gave me a Bible to read and put me in touch with a local pastor here in New York. I knew that he and his church were to become a very important part of my life. I knew that my experiences would be used in helping others become more aware of the spiritual hosts of wickedness that are constantly searching for souls to feed on and ultimately destroy. I say to all of you who are unwilling to believe this testimony that you are blind. These evil things are happening to each one of you in one way or another if you do not personally know the Lord Jesus Christ. He is there for all of you but are you there for him he is your creator and your only hope for eternal life the powers of satan exist just as the place known as hell exists there is an alternative walk with the lord and do his work and you shall be rewarded and lifted up do not let others intimidate you they are deceived by the wicked one walk in a straight line of righteousness and do not stray the lord will hold you up in his arms like a baby in a mother's bosom you will be safe the holy spirit will dwell within each one of you who know his name the evildoers will try to get in, but the shield of faith will turn all the arrows of the wicked back onto the center. I ask all of you to call out to Jesus Christ for help and to live a life of joy and happiness for all eternity in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Since the original version of this testimony was distributed, I have had many comments and questions addressed to me. This testimony has made its way into many areas across the United States. Many people want to know what I am doing today and what I believe happened to me during that very traumatic time of my life. Many people, including Christians, are very confused about what had happened to me. I have even been asked by some Christians, what was it like to be on board a UFO and what else did the extraterrestrials tell you about the future of Earth? Well folks, both Christian and non-believer, it's time to wake up. I am sick and tired of the so-called experts telling us that we are being visited by extraterrestrial beings from other planets. They are convinced that hypnosis doesn't lie. They marvel at the radiation levels and imprints left at UFO landing sites. They continue to search for a microscopic transmitter in the brains of alleged abductees. This ET theory is great for all those atheist scientists who claim to be descendants of the apes or the aliens, but as for Bible believing Christians, this trash should be left on the curb where it belongs. As we look to the Holy Bible, God's inspired flawless word, we find out who is responsible for these great lying signs and wonders in the heavens above. For instance, in John 8 44, Jesus refers to Satan. He said, He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The devil is known as the great deceiver. His purpose is to keep us all in the dark and as far away from Jesus Christ as possible. The best way to do this is by using his dark powers to present himself as the one and only true God. Obviously, someone as cunning and deceitful as Satan is not going to present himself as a horned monster with an ugly face and big toenails and say come worship me. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11:14, 14, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. He is disguised in a way that will cater to the desires of each of our hearts. He could even be an extraterrestrial traveler offering earthlings knowledge of the whole universe as he has done in many ET contactee cases. We can see Satan using these same tactics in the Garden of Eden, where in Genesis 3:5 he says to Eve, for God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Eve took the bait when it was only an apple so why should we be surprised when we see man reaching after Satan's modern-day enticements? Hopefully it is no surprise to you that UFOs and the abduction phenomenon are lies and tricks of Satan. My testimony clearly relates UFOs with occult practices forbidden in the Bible, and because of the correlation, exposes UFOs and their occupants as being demonic. I do not believe that I was ever on board a UFO. The whole sighting abduction seemed to be very dreamlike even though I was wide awake. I believe that I was somehow spiritually hypnotized at the time of my sighting. The sighting may have been some kind of materialization or transformation of energy induced by demonic forces. The UFO has been photographed by other witnesses and seen by thousands, so there had to be something out there. Once I gave up my free will to resist the manifestation and decided to accept it, I was open for the spiritual hypnosis that led to some kind of subconscious movie being played out in my mind. This movie now became reinforced when I visited the New Age Hypnotist and further gave up my free will to the forces at work. As the days went by, I played right into the hands of Satan and now other aspects of the occult were more easily introduced and accepted. I was in contact with familiar spirits. I used divining rods and crystals to increase the manifestation of the supernatural powers that were inhabiting my body. In reality, I was using these tools to increase my faith in what I believed to be God. By doing this, I was more open to what Satan had in store for me and less open to the Holy Spirit and the protection from Satan that God had for me. I was blacking out for hours at a time allowing my body to be controlled by demonic forces. I was simply a human puppet willfully handing over my strings to an unknown force that claimed to be the universal power of light and love. Eventually God had to leave me with a decision. He lifted the satanic veil that was blinding me by exposing the true nature of the demons at work within Jackie. By God's grace. I was once again given the chance to turn my life over to Him and to ask Him for help and forgiveness for my actions. This was a chance offered to me many times during my life through various circumstances, but each time turned down for the things of this world that were so much more appealing to me. I could reach for a loving God that cared about me or I could go on with my quest for power. Despite the path that I had chosen, Jesus Christ was there to offer an alternative. He is always there making this offer, but are we willing to take a chance and go for a new life and salvation through Him? Are you involved in the occult? Do you believe that you have lived past lives and are trying to fulfill your karma? Is your life filled with visits to fortune tellers or psychics? Are you channeling Elvis? Do you spend hours at a time out in open fields waiting for a UFO to come take you off into paradise? Are your days determined by the numbers, the stars or the cards? Are you out on a limb with Shirley MacLaine? Has the light started to burn out? Well, there is a light that never stops shining. The light of Jesus Christ. He is Lord and Savior and the things that you are doing are detestable to Him. According to Deuteronomy 18 starting at verse 10, the Bible says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Notice that these verses do not speak of the degree of your involvement in these things. Even if you only read your horoscope in the local newspapers or if you only go to a psychic or fortune teller for amusement, you are still detestable to the Lord and need to repent of your sins and ask the Lord for His forgiveness. Are you on the road to destruction, a road to eternal damnation and hell? If you would like to turn from these ways and accept the offer that Jesus Christ has for you, then please consider this. I know all the questions that I had after I committed my life to Christ. The first thing that you should do with your born-again life is to get into the Word of God. We are told that the Word is the sword of the Spirit and we must sharpen that sword daily. Start out by reading the Gospel of John. This is the fourth book in the New Testament. Now go back and start at the beginning of the New Testament and read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. By this time, you should have also been looking for a good Bible teaching, Christ-centered church. Be careful because there are many cults out there that are just dying to get their hands on newborn baby Christians. Make sure that it is an established mainline Christian church. Don't be afraid of the supernatural but be very cautious as to where it is coming from. The next step is a top one. Although this should have been done right after your prayer, you might not have had the strength to do this until now. All your occult toys such as crystals, books, yes even the hardcover expensive ones, Ouija boards, magic wands, tarot cards, potions, spells and charms etc. must be destroyed. Books should be burned if possible or ripped to shreds to avoid others getting their hands on them pray that any spiritual bondages that these things may represent be broken by the power of God and that you may be set free from your past involvement with Satan. From this point on, it's between you and God. I pray that you keep the faith and don't fall back into your old ways. In James 4:7, the Bible says, Submit yourselves, then, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The Christian walk is not an easy one. There are many struggles and hardships, but there are also many rewards. You have been called to serve God and to be used as a vessel to carry out His work. This is by far the greatest call we could ever have on our lives. I believe that God has called me to a ministry of helping those involved with UFOs, the New Age movement and the occult in general. I would appreciate any comments or suggestions from anyone that is educated on the occult from involvement in or from a research point of view. I would also be interested in reading other testimonies out there that may contain occult based subject matter. Do you have a video or story that you would like to have posted? Email me. If you have a story and are able to record audio that would be preferred but not a must. I use the robot voice because my speech was nuked by multiple strokes in 2019. I look forward to hearing from you.